0: David Burles Berlin Sweet Doc, we're here and coronavirus free Boom As of today it, I was about to say At least for, for knock now Knock on something You know? Yeah, I'll knock on Knocking on wood I don't know if my, my desk here in the studio is wood but nope. th- That's close Fake enough Fake wood, close enough Yeah Nope Yeah You know? Yeah, and I, I'll tell the listeners You know what? Even if there were some kind of crazy shutdown Don't worry guys because you can still listen to the Doc G show. That'll still be here, all right? There you go. And I've already said on the show, if I don't make it, guys, my mom takes over the show. So get ready Wait, for some what? zingers coming from <laughs> Linda Gordon. It's happening, okay? It's happening. Oh, man. It may get more listeners. Who knows? Who knows? I would guess so. Oh. I would guess so. She's She knows more people. Um, Dave, the other day I wanted to talk about something, you know, that's not virus-related. Finally. Something that I think we all aspire to, actually, in in, in reality. Okay. So the other day, I had to mm-hmm. leave work and get a couple things from my house. I forgot a couple things and I needed to go back, mm-hmm. right? Uh, mm-hmm. And when I got back to my house, I threw on the TV, you know? Because I was mm-hmm. grabbing a snack mm-hmm. from the kitchen, so I was like, eh, see what's on while I'm getting the snack here. Sure. Right? Sure. It was the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. It was like... I don't know, two, one thirty, something like that, you know, on a weekday. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I threw on the TV and what was on? Baseball. What? Mm. Baseball was on, right? And I was like, yeah. I like the first question I had was who's dedicated enough to baseball and their team that they are watching this right now? Mm. Like I mean
1: There's the baseball purists, man They they take it all in Yeah I mean As much as they care Like I
0: thought about it Like waiting rooms and gyms You know, that have ESPN on the background Yeah But like Who's turning this game on specifically? Like, oh my god The Cubs are playing Boom, I'm in Nope Right? You know? Mm -hmm. I know right now Mm -hmm. There's a listener out there that's like saying, hey, there are more people tuning into that game than your show. I get it, yeah, listener. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and yes, yeah. that is true. You don't have to rub don't it rub in. Don't rub it in our faces. Come on. But anyways, so then as I'm watching it, I, I all of a sudden, the announcer starts talking to somebody. And I was like, who are they talking to? Because they're not like talking to the other announcer. And I was like, is that the manager of the team? Hmm. And they zoom in on the guy that's batting and it's the batter. Now, they're talking. He's got a mic to on. the batter. Wait, he's just swinging the bat, like warm up. He's like, usually throws fastballs at the start of his pitch count. And we'll see what he's. Oh, no. They changed it up there. I don't know. And I'm like, what? Huh? And then all of a sudden they switch over to the bullpen and they're talking to like the reserve pitcher. And he's like, I oh, he wasn't saying that last season. <laughs> Anyways. That's right. And I'm just like, It's like
1: the XFL. It's
0: so crazy. Like, they have essentially given all players walkie-talkies for the whole game. Like, how cool is that? Like, so then my next thought, which, like, it's it's not a question, and it's, it's, I think, what most people at some point in time in their life has thought, but I was just like, how awesome would it be to be a major league baseball player? Like, I I know most people think of that. That's literally like the dream of most kids, or at least back in the day it was. So true. But, like, that is, like, literally, when you were sitting there in elementary school, if you were like me, you'd look outside, and you'd see other classes that were having a different P.E. time, a different break than you, and you were just like, oh, how awesome is that? Those guys are playing outside right now. Sweet. I wish I was playing outside. That's literally what these what guys it. are doing. They've got all day long. Yeah, P- all day long. PE time all day. And not only that, but they're they're apparently playing PE with the coolest walkie talkies ever. So true. Like it's so awesome. Well, and
1: and they have like three games sometimes in one day. Yeah. And they may only play once or a few innings. Yeah, and then they just watch the other games, and they can do the commentary and all that.
0: Exactly. And not only that, but their PE for like Mike Trout. Mike Trout is making two hundred and sixteen thousand dollars per game. Oh my,
1: Bob Saget! Wow.
0: uh, And I know for I
1: I couldn't even imagine. For
0: the listeners, I know they're like, "Hey, Mike Trout's an extreme example. He is." Let's take Let's take the league minimum. A a baseball player with the league minimum is getting $3,500 a game. Like, now, don't get me wrong, Dave it's not like I could do anything close to what they do. I could barely hit a pitch from a sixth grader when I was in rec league, and I nearly had a panic attack every time I had to go up to bat in rec league. So true. I am.
1: Uh, I don't even know if I get hit off a sixth grader now.
0: <laughs> nope. I'm 100% confident in saying my batting average in the major leagues would be point zero zero zero. I would be batting nothing. So
1: true. Quadruple zeros.
0: Zeros. Yes. A funny story, actually, about batting though, Dave. When I was in sixth grade and my bro was in tenth grade, my grandma took mm-hmm. us over to the batting cage. You know, mm-hmm. get us a little, get mm-hmm. me a little bit of practice. My brother didn't play baseball, but I did at the time, so I was like, need a little mm. need a little hitting, right? I went in and I was yeah. hitting some balls, and my grandma she was giving me words of encouragement and whatnot, you know keep the eye on the ball, mm-hmm. you got it, Kind of those kind of things. Word. And then my brother mm-hmm. went in the batting cage, and like I said, wasn't playing baseball. And he probably hadn't played baseball in like eight years, right? And yeah. he started missing every single ball. Like, he missed every one. And instead of words of encouragement, Ooh. my grandma just started laughing uncontrollably. And the more he missed, mm-hmm. the harder she laughed. And she couldn't <laughs> oh. stop laughing. Wait, what? I'm pretty sure it ended up being extremely traumatic for my brother. But it was hilarious. Oh, poor guy. Because my grandma just couldn't stop laughing. And every time I brought it up after that, she'd be like, and she'd just start laughing again. So great. So great. <sighs> Anyways, Dave. I know the hitting would be tough. I got that. But what about defense? Like when you're out in the field, right? Mm-hmm. If you get one of those sweet jobs out there in like right field. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, in that game that I was watching in the middle of the day, they kept on switching to the right fielder, and he looked like a dude like mildly interested in catching a public bus. Like, he was just... Yeah,
1: I mean, how many do you think will go that way in a game? A handful, yeah.
0: you know? Yeah, and, like, don't get me wrong, again, same thing. If that right is called into action, and it's actually me, like, you know, if a left-hander hits and pulls a ball over to the right field, there's no way I have the mm-hmm. athletic ability or coordination to actually catch that ball. Nope. But... You don't think so? Yeah, I mean, maybe if it's like a real big pop fly, I might be able to catch it. But like, I mean, I have enough time to get. under Especially it. <laughs> those zingers, you know, where they they sprint under it and jumping and catch. No way, no oh, yeah, way. That's I'm not happening. saying all
1: that now. No, yeah, no.
0: Oh. But like, anyways, <laughs> if you're not getting those balls hit to you, how sweet is that? You're just sitting out yeah. there, like, all right, collecting a paycheck. This is nice. It's a lovely day out here, right? Although I will have to say, Mm -hmm. I have seen a couple games where there's just like a a ton of bugs like just flying around in front of their face. Mm -hmm. Ew. Mm -hmm. That would really ruin it for me. That'd be real. Yeah. That'd be really, really boring. I'm just saying, Dave, if you've developed the skills to play baseball at a high level, that is one kick. That's all I'm saying. Oh, for sure. That is. And like the least amount of running in sports. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean even golf. You have to walk the course. Right? Mm-hmm. Like there, mm-hmm. you just got to jog out to your position and then you're like, "All right, I'm good." And like if you're a designated yep. hitter, go? you don't even have to do that. You're just like, "All right, I'm going to sit here in the dugout." That's pretty sweet. <laughs> I got to say. That's it's a nice job. Sure. If you're that talented, do it. That's a fact. Listeners out there that are that talented, go for it. Go for that dream. Yep. That's a sweet gig. Dave, are you ready to fire this show up? Let's fire it up, man. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero and liftoff. Oh, man. Now on to a job that Pays way less than baseball, but is actually better. Hosting the Doc G Show, Dave. So true. Yes, indeed. Ooh. Yes, indeed. You are right. It's a, good, it's a good show we've got today. Full of goodness, Dave. We've got uh, the fantastic Ori Naftali yes! of the fantastic band, Ooh. Southern Avenue. We're going to talk Israel. We're going to talk Memphis. We're going to talk getting a Grammy nomination. We're going to talk it all. So true. But, Very nice. But first... We start where we start, Dave. Birthday soon. That's right. Happy birthday,
2: Mr. President.
0: Dave, I'm confident. All three. You've got all three this week. Confident. Ooh. Born like on it. March 11th, 1993 hmm. in Chicago, yeah. Illinois. Our birthday suit Where loved basketball. However... In high school, hold on just a second. Let me check something really quick. Wait, that 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 uh that date does not sound right to me, Dave. Real quick, I'm going to... March 11th,
1: 93.
0: Yeah, I got to check it real quick here. I'm doing a doing a Google search. Okay, it's right. Wow, he's older than I thought. Okay, I'm confused. Jeez. Okay. Um, I'm confused. I, I was right. I was right. I just want to make sure I was right. However, okay, our, our birthday suit loved basketball. However, in high school, he was known as the little guy on the team. He shot mostly threes. Mm. He grew eight inches in less than a year, and was si- Anthony Davis. There it is. There it is. Nice, Bam. nice call off of the Illinois and the height growth. Nicely done. Yep. That is not... Well, okay. He grew more than two inches by the end of high school, was recruited yeah, by crazy. almost every major college. He ended up going to Kentucky one season. Mm-hmm. He was the player of the year in the SEC, an NCAA champion, and in the MVP of the Final Four. That's a pretty good job in one Say year. What? It's pretty solid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After one year, of course, he went to the NBA draft, was drafted by the Pelicans. He stayed with the Pelicans until 2019. He was traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. He's a seven-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA player, and three-time a block leader, Anthony Davis. Wow. wow. Yes, indeed. Happy birthday, AD. 27. I believe he's my age. Yeah, I didn't I think he was 27. I thought he was, like, 24.
1: Man, when, yeah. when that happen? It doesn't seem like he's been... <laughs>
0: guys we're getting old jeez man good lord and i'm i'm know, lebron's man. age i'm ancient in basketball age They're about to retire yeah crazy dave first off happy birthday ad live it up man <laughs> enjoy it good rest of the LA. season coming i got a feeling yes! but uh you got to get over those clippers that's all i'm saying anthony you got to get over those clippers you did this weekend but can you do it in a in a series can you That's what we want to know. Anyways, Dave, we haven't done this in a while, but I got to do it this week. Previously on the Doc G Show. Let's do it. Previously on the Doc G Show. Yes. Uh, Dave, previously on the Doc G Show, the Pope used the word tittle-tattle. And I mm-hmm. questioned the Pope on his use of twiddle t- uh, tittle t- <laughs> no, twiddle tattle tittle tattle. There we go. I shouldn't have, Dave. I should have known. He's the Pope, right? That's right. Here's Cambridge Dictionary's definition of tittle tattle: talking about other people's lives that is usually unkind, disapproving, or not true. Mm. So dang, the Pope nailed it. Dave, that is tittle tattle. You shouldn't have, you should never question him. I guess, so. well, I he mean, knows everything. Yeah, eh, I'm just saying. Apparently, Dave, though, this isn't the only time the Pope has broken out tittle tattle. Word. Because I looked it up. And a year ago in March, he used it when he was talking uh, to hairdressers of the Vatican. Wow. The hairdressers oh. of the Vatican. Yeah. He had to let them know they shouldn't be spreading tittle tattle while doing their job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I did a little checking too, and he usually that's does like their job. He do, It is. It's. It's true. He usually uh, does his speeches in Italian. Mm. So apparently, there's a Vatican translator Tittles. that's big into the use of tittle tattle. Yes. So there's a person out there that's translating all of his speeches, and they're using tittle tattle, Dave.
1: They're using oh, it. Oh, so it could have been something else, but uh, similar. It,
0: well, most likely it was in uh, in Italian, but they keep on translating it. There's somebody in the Vatican that's like, this tittle-tattle. that's tittle-tattle. That's a good word. I'm going to keep using tittle-tattle, <laughs> right? They just keep putting it in? <laughs> yeah. Just that's keep right. on using it, Dave. So there you go. Update, tittle-tattle. Definitely usable now word. you know. Nicely done. All right, Dave, you ready? We're going to rip some headlines. Let's rip it, Doc. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. All right, uh, Dave, this first story from U.S. News and World Report. Uh, This is a complete hypothetical, Dave. But if you were a thief. (laughs) What? and you were planning on burglarizing some houses. Wait, what? Would you plan yep. specific houses to burglarize, or would you smash and grab just whatever house you come up to? Hmm. I, I would be pretty
1: methodical about it, so oh, okay. I would have already scoped it nice. out. Nice. Get you know, an idea. going to do. Yeah,
0: make it worth your while if you're going to do the, the crime. I see. I see. Exactly. You can't go
1: unprepared.
0: Well, apparently, that was the same thought of these robbers in Cleveland. So true. Uh, they had made the plan to rob some uh, specific apartments, right? But uh, when it came down to the robbery night, uh, they accidentally robbed the wrong house.
3: Oh, no. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so two robbers climbed up the fire escape of the apartment, and uh, the renter of the apartment heard something going on outside of his fire escape, and he opened up his window and found two guys pointing guns at him, right? Jeez. Um... The robbers, after they did this, they realized, whoops, this isn't the right dude, and this isn't the right apartment. Girl, come on! Didn't stop these guys, though. The robbers repeatedly apologized for getting the wrong apartment, but then they told the renter, hey, you gotta get something out of it, though. Sorry. And uh, they ended up making out, huh? uh, you know, making a little lemonade out of lemons. They took some video oh, they games. They ended up making out, and I was like, what? <laughs> Ew! <laughs> That'd be... That'd be a real weird curveball a, to the story. That was a real turn. <laughs> no, no, they end up making out with some video games, shoes, clothes, eight hundred dollars uh, of cash, and an iPhone. Um, Dang, pretty successful. But you know, until first of all, though, the first thing I gotta say about this is like, don't you think you double check? You know, hmm, and yeah. is this is this apartment one <laughs> yeah. eleven and like before you pull the guns like wouldn't you wouldn't you be like, you know like hey, maybe we should just ask him or just like you know be like, oh hey, we were. Climbing up to see our bro on another floor. Like, don't you think? Like, I don't know. They seem like they escalated it a little fast. Hmm. Yeah, I can I see what you're saying. And, like, I you don't know. know. Maybe these robbers should have, like, called up a lawyer before they broke into the guy's apartment at gunpoint. Because I feel like the penalty for just having guns out on a fire escape is way less than mm-hmm. armed breaking and entering. So true. Know? Right. Like yep. I just I just feel like they should have maybe just called it quits at the guns like you know what crap let's get out of here like Plus, the cops would definitely look less for dudes that just had guns on a fire escape than dudes that broke into your house. So true. Like, I feel like the escape rate for just dudes on a, a fire escape with guns way higher than the escape rate of breaking in on someone. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying. Anyways, Dave, uh, our next story from USA Today. Uh, have you ever really, really. Wanted a donut, Dave. Hmm. Dude, there's some days on like a
1: Saturday or a Sunday after a long week of work and you just, you're like, and you see something on Instagram and you're like, yep, I'm getting that donut.
0: uh, uh, True story, Dave. I almost drove to New York one weekend because I was watching the Food Network and they mm-hmm. had blueberry pancakes on there at this special place in, in New York. They looked mm-hmm. so amazing. I was like, you know what? It's worth it. I'm going to New York for those pancakes. Oh, that's dedication. But I didn't actually do it, so it can't be that much dedication. But I thought about. I had a
1: buddy that drove from Jacksonville to Tampa just for donuts and drove back after. That's
0: that is impressive dedication to the fat. I like it. Mm -hmm. To the to the fat of the donuts, I like it. Uh, Well, apparently, uh, this dude in Oregon, uh, he really wanted a donut. And uh, he went to the point of holding the donut shop up with an axe to get his donuts. Wait, what? Uh, come on, buddy. So that dude come walked on. into Voodoo Donuts in Oregon with an axe, and all he demanded was a box of donuts. Uh, the person working That's the place
1: there, to do it. Voodoo's supposed to be the best.
0: Well, the person working there gave him the donuts, and he left the shop, and he left his axe. In the donut shop. What? He just put it down and (laughs) took the donuts, right? He's like, good, my point was made, thank you. (laughs) And officers were called to the incident, and when the officers arrived, they didn't have to search too hard for the dude. He was just a block away from the donut shop, eating a donut and and holding the box. (laughs) 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 When the police uh, got there, he saw them. He ran... But I think the donut slowed him down because he only made it two blocks before the police stopped him. Before they,
1: before his sugar crashed. Yeah,
0: they they got him. And he was arrested and charged on first-degree felony robbery charges. Ugh. Mm. I really feel like, again, with this guy, should have thought about it a little bit, you know? Like, hmm, wonder what kind of charge I'm going to get, right? Because, like... Yeah. I feel like he could have gone two ways. He could have either just demanded way more and made it a worth crime. So if he did get charged, he's like, well, you know, at least I was risking it all for this charge. Or he right. should have just gone in there and been like, hey, give me a donut. And seeing how persistent he could have been mm. if somebody just would have been like, God, this guy's annoying. Here, take this donut. You know, mm. like, yeah. just saying. He needed He needed somebody to talk him through this. This guy needs a friend, is what I'm saying. Yes! This donut man needs a friend. I don't know if anybody's gonna be his friend since he held up a donut shop with an axe. Nope. I'm just saying. Just saying, Dave. Anyways, I Dave. I wouldn't be that guy's friend. Oh, Aww. Sad. Sorry, guy from Oregon. Dave won't be your friend. You'll have to just Doc. Just Doc. <laughs> don't don't be my friend, guy from Oregon. I don't, oh! don't want you to be my friend. Actually, um, you're, Wait, you're a little too high strung for me. If you decide an axe is a way to go for an organ, uh, for a, for a donut. Um, Dave, I'm guessing there's also been times, just like you wanting a donut. There's been times that you've been angry. ...at a supervisor from work. Hmm. Oh, man. You know we all have. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought there was a follow-up to that. Uh, I thought you were like, uh, we all... No, I know. I know what you're saying. There's times,
1: like, recently where I have to stay longer than anticipated. Mm Mm-hmm. And they'll let me know Right before I'm about to leave mm. oh. And they say like Oh you have to do this By the way this just happened I need you to do this yeah. And I'm literally
0: the only Qualified person to do it So Ugh. I have to <laughs> Ugh. I thought I thought that was coming initially So I was just pausing Sitting there staring Like Oh no okay Oh I see It I was for a dramatic effect <laughs> okay. nope. Anyways, uh, Yeah It was for a dramatic effect Okay Anyways Yeah No, I think we've all been there. We've all had those situations. Uh, This guy uh, at an Air Force base in Alaska at the Elmendorf Richardson Joint Military Base, he decided to take a, a little bit of a different approach to getting back at his boss. Wasn't just yelling. Hmm. Uh, The unidentified airman violated Article 92 of the Uniform Code of Military Justice, Hmm. which is dereliction of duty for failure to refrain from urinating in the office coffee maker.
3: Ew. Oh,
0: that's right. That's right. He urinated in the coffee maker. Ew. Now, I think what That's the most. Diabolical. The most surprising thing to me of the story, Dave, was he wasn't thrown out of the Air Force. Wait, what? All really? They, all they did was demote him and give him a pay reduction. For urinating in the coffee maker. I mean, just... I don't know if that's even worth it, honestly. Just for measure, Dave, (laughs) a person is facing up to 20 years in prison right now for licking ice cream. That's a fact. If you remember that story, right? That person faces charges of 20 years in jail. And this dude just got demoted... (laughs) for urinating in a coffee think maker. how many people that affects. Yeah. So many. And they're like, hmm, probably dock his pay a little bit. Word. Right? Like, seems a little bit low of a reaction relative. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, do what you got to do, Air Force, but I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Dave, that I think. crazy. I think this story is my favorite story of the week. So, it's Sweet. a local story, too. Sweet. Nice. Nice. Oh. This is from Jax News Channel 4. Uh, Dave, have you ever had the urge to park in a parking spot that required you to have a parking pass that you didn't have? Hmm.
1: Yeah, Some. Uh, I, I can't remember what I was doing, but I was downtown Jax, and some of them are, like, state spot like our city yeah. spots like for whoever yeah and i was in a hurry and i had to do something i got gotcha. so i remember risk it, risking the biscuit for i it. gotcha i gotcha i got away with it oh man I I, I I just ran in and out nice but well you never, well, like i got lucky that day well
0: well this next story it's sort of like that but except instead of a parking space It's being a dentist. Word. And instead of parking in the parking space, it's having a license to be a dentist. Word. So apparently. Faked his (laughs) license? Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, my goodness. So apparently, this last week. uh, Well, actually, I guess. I don't know if he actually faked it or if he was just. I think he was just performing it and just not being licensed. Like, he just didn't say. You know, I'm a licensed dentist. He just was being a dentist, right? So apparently last week on Wednesday, Jose uh, Vicente was taken into custody... Uh, with a uh, a joint operation between the Department of Health and the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. They brought him down. So apparently, an undercover JSO officer was offered dentistry services by Jose, including x-rays and teeth extraction. Word. And, you know, when they heard about this, then they formed this idea to bust into Vicente's property and uh, arrest him. And when the police went in to arrest him, they found that he had an X-ray machine, an autoclave, and teeth extraction tools in his house. Jeez. And uh, the police... And it... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. And apparently when Jose was arrested, uh, they found out, they realized that he was arrested in 2009 for the same thing as well. Girl, come on! He'd been doing just this... don't learn your lesson. The sheriff's office said... Uh, that they had almost a hundred pages of appointment logs and invoices from his work. Jeez. Like, Dave, this story amazes me in multiple ways. Multiple ways. First of all, how can anyone say that our health care system is good in America when you have a dude like Jose that apparently has hundreds of clients so true. out of his house to do under-the-table dental work? Like, you've got to be pretty desperate to be like, hmm, tooth hurts. Well, don't have enough to actually go to a dentist. They said Jose down the street. It's pretty handy with a set of pliers. You should probably go see Jose about this. Like, you got to be pretty desperate to go to Jose yeah, in his garage. I mean, like, you've, you've gotten to the point where you have, like, no dental
1: insurance, and you just say, you know what? Let's go with Jose. Got to the point. We're going to try it out.
0: That's, I mean, that, and then second, though... Why did Jose keep appointment logs? Hmm. Like,
1: yeah, that's kind of sketchy. If you, well, I mean, like, if you've already been like busted, like the whole thing, like you know, it's illegal. Yeah, if you've already been you, busted by you for doing this it once, and keeping logs, like, for, like tax fraud and stuff, all your sh- stuff is under the table. Like, anyways.
0: isn't written proof the last thing you want in this situation? Like, hey, here's everybody that came through. And their phone numbers in case you want to call them about it. Like, wait, what? Seems like the last thing you'd want in this situation. Then, right. Lastly, like, let's give it up for Jose. I mean, for a garage dentist to have an x ray machine and an autoclave? That's right. I mean, he's sanitizing the tools properly? Sweet. I mean, I'm no judge, but I feel like I'd have to take that into consideration a little bit and be like, eh, For sure. at least he's cleaning everything. That's pretty good. <laughs> Nicely done, Jose. Like, I mean, so he couldn't get a license. That's pretty horrible, but, yeah, at least he's cleaning things. Give it up. Give it up mm-hmm. a little bit. That's crazy, though. Jose, just the garage. He's gar- got morals in some aspects. The garage dentist, getting it done, man. Uh, Okay, Dave, uh, let's name a couple of things off of a list that everybody in the world can get behind or they can get against mm. right so let's think here here's a couple things we can all get behind right um mm-hmm. pizza right i Dude, think ev- i was
1: thinking that yeah i that's think crazy everybody, everybody can get behind
0: too. pizza you know of some sort tacos tacos there you go uh paul rudd Another thing everybody can get Paul behind, right? Rudd. Everybody loves Paul Rudd. Uh, let's go with things to go against. Cancer. I think everybody's against sardines. cancer. Sardines. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> might be might be a little bit. I, I, my dad's into sardines, so he's not with you on All right, that one. Everyone hates cancer. I'll get it. Yeah. Hitler. He's the personification of cancer. I think everybody can get behind that. Um, oh, amen. Ha- how about lynching? Having a deal right? with salesmen. <laughs> Wait, what? That most people don't want to deal with salesmen, but hey, there could be a salesman listening, Dave. We don't want to. Oh, it may hurt their feelings. Come on.
1: Your job is important, but no one likes going to see you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dave's like, let's face facts. No one likes it. Anyways, how about lynching? What? I think everybody can get behind being against lynching. Am I right?
1: Definitely can.
0: You would think that. Well, apparently not everybody, Dave. Wait, what? Because Uh, last week, a bill was proposed in the House of Representatives to ban lynching. And it easily passed. Nice, right? But it didn't unanimously pass. Four members of the House of Representatives Justin Amash, Thomas Massey, Louis Gomert, and Ted Yoho didn't vote for the bill. Bro, come on. Yeah. How? how? Yeah. Well, (laughs) so these guys tried to make uh, assertions. You know, it wasn't that they weren't against lynching. It was they were Mm -hmm. against the fact that the federal government was overreaching. They weren't for the federal government. They wanted the states to make these decisions, right? Now, uh, Mosh mm. released this whole thing. He said, creating federal crimes for the matters that are normally handled by the state obscures which government, federal, or state is responsible for investigating and prosecuting the crime and it gives powers to unelected federal officials whom voters can't directly hold accountable. Which, I mean, sure, Dave, that sounds cool and all. I appreciate his logic on the subject, but I don't think he fully grasps the optics of... Of voting against a bill that's against lynching. Nope. Right. Yeah. Like that's the basic. That's the same optics as if they proposed it's, a bill that was in favor of pizza, and they were like, "Nah, you know, I don't know." That's the thing is, you can come up with all these different
1: things, but it, come down, it comes to the bottom. It's line, optics,
0: like- man. It's optics. Right. Like if they proposed a bill that was in favor of grandmas, and you were like, Eh Oh, no. I don't know Their phone calls like, run a little yeah. long sometimes And what? some of them smell funny I don't really want to vote for it Right? Girl, that's on. not good You're, It's going to look exactly. bad It's the same thing here Dave You can't, that's come on now That's come on, just get with it Anyways Dave exactly. We are going to take a break We are going to hear from our fantastic Guest of honor, Southern Avenue This is Savior Right here on the Doc G Show <laughs>
3: Pass me by Nobody's gonna love me like I Give me your heart to ease my mind I don't trust no other lover
0: Here on the Doc G Show Spinnaker Radio WSKRLP 95.5 FM In Jacksonville, Florida Dave
1: Hmm. Guys, this is the time in the show Where if you haven't downloaded Our podcast yet There you go Go do
0: it. Mm-hmm. You can
1: listen to any of them. There's over how many now? 200? <laughs> no, uh,
0: you got a little crazy. 152. 152. We're on the okay. 53rd. 153. We're
1: getting there. Yeah. Pretty soon I'll say that, and I'll be like, I think there's 200, and I'll hit it right on the yep. number.
0: Yep. In, a, in about a year or so. So true. There you go. Listen to us. Mm. Rate us. Mm.
1: Tell a friend.
0: And only- Check out the website. Only rate us if you're five stars. Remember, that's the only thing yeah. we take if not don't exactly. do it uh if you give me 4 we'll find you and www.thedogshow.com we'll find you and we'll complain and cry to you what? and it'll be so annoying yes. you'll be like man really wish you'll i have wouldn't wouldn't. to grown it. men in front of you yeah. with beards crying yeah, this is worse than salesmen i don't care what dave says wait what anyways we will be more annoying than salesmen. <laughs> Dave, disclaimer, I don't agree with that statement, Dave, to all the salesmen out there. Uh, and saleswomen, just a little gender equality there.
1: Well, I don't i don't mind saleswomen, uh, salesmen. Uh,
0: I don't know where that's going. Dave, nope. it's time to do some shout outs. Uh, shout them out, doc. I want to start the regular group off by saying I can't thank our regular international listeners enough. I'm just, every year, year, whoops, every week, I am flabbergasted when I look at the list and I see the... That's right. I mean, these people in other countries have decided, you know what? I want to spend an hour and a half every week. I
1: like his voice enough to
0: keep Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I can't believe it. But it's true, Dave. Me either. Dublin, Ireland. Yes. Genoa, Italy. Yes. Barcelona, Spain. Yes. Maputo, Mozambique. Hamburg, yes. Germany. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, guys. Every week, man. I mean, they get up and they're like, you know what? Hmm. Let's listen to the Doc G show. That is effing awesome. I to listen to Doc G on the drive to work. <laughs> that is awesome. It gets me jazzed. Jazz for the show. Gets me ready, Gets man. Turned. Now let's go on to our domestic lessons. Let's go on to some of the the local folks. Obviously, Deval, who still get you jazzed. No, the surrounding areas. Shout out the Neptunes, the Atlantic Beaches, the Ponte Vedras, the Orange Parks, the everywhere's, in the Jacksonville. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to our upcoming area, Middleburg. Shout out for that for next week. Red red jumpsuit apparatus. There you go. Um, Shout out to Columbia, South Carolina, obviously. Capital city of South Carolina. Shout out to those guys. Shout out to Radford, Virginia. Highlanders. Hustling Highlanders. Always shout out to those guys. Shout out to Mountain View, California. Really becoming quickly our California connection. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, Citrus Heights, That's right. but they're taking over. They're doing a lot of listens Uh-oh. in Mountain View. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Gainesville, Florida, of course. Shout out Shout to the out. Gators. Shout out to Atlanta, Georgia, ATL. Shout out. Coming in with a lot of you listens know. this week. That's pretty nice. Shout out to Ashburn, Virginia. Shout out. Virginia's for Doc G lovers. Got it right, Dave. All of them. Right. There you go. huh <laughs> shout out to Charlotte North pause, Carolina Queen City shout out. shout out to Charleston South Carolina and of course shout, shout out. out to Madison Tennessee and lastly shout out to Kenner Louisiana shout there out. we go regulars regulars go guys semi regulars dave i want to give a shout out first off and i got i got to say if they keep listening next week if they listen and i got this is this is for the whole oh. group of london what right because they they yeah. they hit us all around London. There's all kinds of of suburbs of London. And this this week it was Islington in uh, England, right? right, which is a suburb oh, of London. Man. But it, if they listen next week if there's a group from London, I'm putting them on the regulars. They're going in the international there we group. Go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ready, I want to see it happen. San Jose. Be there, be square. San Jose, California. Shout out to those guys. Shout uh Arcada. California, shout out to them. They're pretty regular. Sounds good. Uh, Chicago, Illinois, shout out to those guys. Shout out, um, windy city. Haven't seen this one in a while, Dave. They popped up for the the show last week with the old Hogsop band, Yadkinville, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Jacksonville, North Carolina. There we go. No, no, Yadkin, Yadkinville. Oh, shout out. with a Y. Yeah. Yeah. Y A D K I N. Yadkin. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, I I drive through there, Dave, on my way home. I drive through Yadkinville. Uh, Seattle, Washington. Shout out. Shout Shout out out to those guys. They were listening. Bristol, Virginia. Shout out to Bristol as well. Uh, Dave, it's time. Newcomers. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Dave, first newcomer. I'm going to use the Spanish pronunciation here Word. uh Rica, georgia viarica yeah yeah
1: I, I think it has that spanish descent from it
0: sure sure it uh it stands dave it stands for of course rich village that's what spanish oh, yeah rich village right. it's about 35 miles west of atlanta dave if you just go Okay. Yeah, and there and and I think uh, the name goes back. There was a gold rush back in the eighteen twenties in Villa Rica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. Fun fact of the also, day. Also, Jay Crowder. He's from Villa Rica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jay Crowder, basketball so, player. Jay Crowder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How would you figure that? Out?
1: You googled it, didn't you? Yeah.
0: Well, of course. It's not like I was. It's not like I took a trip the over the weekend to to Via Rica and was like, guys, tell me. Yes. Home of Jay tell Crowder. Tell me who's who's who who's famous from here. Jay Crowder, no way. All right, thanks. I'm going to head back to Florida now.
1: Sweet. All right. um, yep, that's all I needed.
0: Dave, several uh, listens from Sweden this week. So true. Uh, I think we can thank the Hogslop oh, nice. String Band for those. They're big, big time in Sweden. Uh, I want to take one of those places out. Thank them specifically as newcomers. That would be Tarnaby. Tarnaby, Sweden. Shout out. Wow. Yeah, apparently tar- like Tarnaby, really small place. So true. Known for its uh, really? uh outdoor activities. Yeah, especially skiing. Yes! They're big on skiing in Tarnaby. Yes! Uh, that
1: sounds fun. Let's go do that. Yeah, it
0: seems too cold. Too cold for me, guys. But uh, you know, if you can West. find me a really warm coat, I'll join you guys in Tarnaby. Really, it's got to be there a really nice one. Do it, listeners. Really nice one, Tarnaby listeners. Okay, last newcomer, Dave, Orleans, Indiana. Shout out, Orleans, Indiana, New Orleans. No, just, or, just, just Orleans, old Orleans, just Orleans. No new. This is this is regular Orleans. It's not old. Mm. It's not new. This is just Orleans. That's right. Just standard, standard Orleans. Uh, it's in between Louisville and Indianapolis. <laughs> It's uh, apparently right beside Hoosier something. National Forest, Dave. Hoosier National Forest. Oh. Pretty small nice. place. 2,500 people. 2,500. 2,500 Doc G listeners. Yeah, yeah. That's a fact. All, all the guys in Sweden, keep it up. You got to get to that prestigious international crew. And thank you for everybody. Thank you. For the listens. We appreciate it. Dave. Yes, sir. Thank you guys and gals. That took a little longer yes, than Doc. expected. Took a little longer.
1: Well, you, you had to thank a lot of people. I know.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank, thank them for the, the great listens. But are you ready? Second birthday suit. Mm. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Dave, the second birthday suit. You've got this one as well. Uh, born on March eleventh, nineteen 1985 in Patterson, New Jersey. He grew mm-hmm. up right down the road from Patterson in Wayne, New Jersey. In high school, he became a mm-hmm. standout in football as a tight end. Uh, He was Mm -hmm. also running track. In track, he ran a 100 meters of 11.4 seconds. Pretty good. Hmm. Uh, And he scored uh, throws in the shot put that were some of the best in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Ended up going Mm -hmm. to the University of Miami and uh, playing tight end at Miami. Played all four years there. He went to the NFL draft in 2007. Had a 40 time of 4.5. A vertical of nice. 35.5 and 23 Good. reps in bench press. Pretty standout scores for a tight end. Uh, That's an athlete right there. He was drafted 31 overall by the Chicago Bears. In 2011, he was traded to the Carolina Panthers. in. Tw- Greg Olson. Greg Olson <laughs> is correct. Yes, third leg Greg. Give it up. Yeah. I, I was trying to figure
1: out the New Jersey thing was throwing me off. Yeah, man. Greg Olson.
0: That's right. Sweet. Turning the big... Is,
1: is he retiring no. this year? Or has he just got cut? One-year deal with Seattle.
0: One-year deal. That's right. That's right. And not only Good that... for him. He's a stud. Not only that, Dave, he became uh, an analyst for the XFL games. Word. Yeah.
1: Did he? How did he do?
0: No, oh, I don't know. I haven't actually listened to him do a game, but he's an analyst for him. Oh, okay. So you know, there you go. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't really dug into the XFL. I'll be honest, it hasn't really tickled my fancy. I haven't, you know. Nope. Ha- I watched one game. It was pretty good. Okay. Um, I got like to you know? so. get like a team. You know, quarterback. So I got to get like a team or some like villains and some superheroes. You know, a team to root for, a team to go against. Don't really have any of that. So nope. yeah, that's what. right right new uh, a, a a new uh, a new organization is always against that but anyways greg olson 35 man
1: 35 yeah happy birthday greg living
0: life living life that greg olson all right dave it is time to go on to a little something we like to call interesting fact or who cares All right, let's do it. Okay, Dave, I I think we got some pretty good ones here, and we don't have too many of them, so keep that in mind. Uh, You know, you you don't want to exhaust them all. Don't say no to them. Yeah, be a little bit more accepting (laughs) of some of these, okay? That's right. Uh, First one, if anyone ever attacks you with a nuclear bomb, just throw a whole bunch of sunflower seeds down. Word. I am interested. Nice. Interesting fact. Nice. Dave, apparently sunflowers are hyperaccumulator plants. Hmm. And when you, and you plant mm-hmm. them in areas where there is radioactive waste, the flowers will suck the radiation up and store it in their stems and leaves. So anywhere there is contamination in the soil, they have started to put down sunflowers and they'll just... Start sucking up the bad stuff. Mm. They are called. Wow. It's called phyto remediation. Phyto remediation. Phyto
1: remediation. It's
0: at work right now Whoa. in Hiroshima, Fukushima, mm-hmm. and Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah.
1: Well, you know what's going to happen when the next freak out for nuclear war starts? A bunch of sunflowers is going to be planted.
0: Well, I mean, you know. There's a little bit of a, a of a misdirection with the actual statement because, obviously, the actual bomb itself will definitely kill you. What? But after the nuclear fallout, you can get rid of all the radiation. So... No, there you go. Man, not all, all of it, but a good amount of it. Let's just say that,
1: right? You heard it here fir- first, guys. Better chance of surviving. <laughs> Afterwards... Afterwards. at the
0: beginning, Afterwards. no chance. If, if you survive the, bomb. no chance. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, Jeez. that took a bad turn at the end of that, Dave. Uh, yeah, that got that got dark. Sunflowers are good for radiation. That's the take-home <laughs> message. Anyways, Dave. Next one. We could see a day where elephants have no tusk. Wait, what? Interesting point, or who? cares oh
1: man that's interesting I guess it's because the poachers are getting them and stuff yes and they're
0: starting to be developing yes
1: Dave without them you p- look at me my freaking science nerd putting, is going on. putting
0: the thought on yes poachers have basically forcibly caused selective breeding and they are weeding mm-hmm. out elephants with large cut and there are wow. naturally elephants that don't have tusk and so obviously these elephants are severely surviving or
1: mating more. So yep. they're
0: starting to have these big groups in Africa where they're just born without tusk. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Crazy, man. Crazy. Stop doing it. The uh, the poachers, come on. I want to see some Stop tusk being killers. They're they're great. We, want, we like big tusks and we cannot lie. They're cool. What? Exactly. Okay, here's the next one, Dave. Dave, there's treasure hidden in the Rocky Mountains.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's it. Are you interested? Or do, um, you, do you care?
1: Treasure in the Rocky... I'm actually kind of interested in treasure. Okay.
0: Alright. Well, uh, I, now... Interesting I, fact. I've heard of this before, um, but maybe you haven't. There's a uh, there's an artist uh, named Forrest Finn. Forrest Finn. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he uh, was in the Air Force in Vietnam, and afterwards, mm-hmm. he started mm-hmm. a very, very mm-hmm. successful uh, art gallery and made a lot of money. Yes! And uh, okay. in the 80s, he thought he was dying of cancer, Jeez! and he came up with Ooh. this idea of hiding the majority of his wealth in a bronze box uh, that had gold nuggets and gemstones and all kinds of other crazy jewelry and stuff.
1: Really? Um,
0: yeah. And he eventually recovered from the cancer but he still decided to hide the box right um Mm -hmm. he claims that he put it somewhere north of santa fe in the rocky mountains yeah and people since the early 2000s have been looking for this box and uh there's actually been several people that have died from trying to find this treasure they died you know just in the in the in the wilderness yeah Yeah. yeah nobody has found it yet nope. and multiple people actually think that forrest finn made this up that it doesn't actually exist that's right but uh he 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 definitely swears up and down that it is true and it's out there so potentially million Man, that's wild millions of dollars worth of treasure Let's do
1: a trip buddy Ugh, but i don't know not to where we
0: risk our life but speaking of treasure dave Over half the world's gold in circulation is estimated to have came from one place. Hmm. Oh, man, I'm interested in this, too. Yeah. (laughs) I told you they're pretty good. I don't have that many, but they're pretty good. Um, Wit Water South Africa. Wit Water that's South. the name of the place. Okay. Witwatersrand, South Africa. Gold was discovered mm-hmm. by George Harrison, not the Beatles, nope. but just a dude named George Harrison in 1886. Mm-hmm. In the 20 mm-hmm. years that followed that gold discovery, over 50, uh, or sorry, <laughs> five million out, or sorry. 50 million ounces of gold were mined in just the 24 wow. uh, uh, years after that. And since then... That's crazy. Since then, till now, over 50,000 tons have been mined from that that uh, location in South Africa. Jeez. Yeah.
1: 50,000 tons.
0: 50,000 tons. That's a lot of gold, man. Wow. it's a lot of gold. So
1: much gold.
0: Okay, next one, Dave. Dave, naked pictures come in braille. Word.
1: <laughs> We're not going there. N- Next. No? <laughs> uh, who cares? Okay. Who cares? It, it's, sort of, <laughs>
0: it's sort of interesting. I mean, I threw it in there. I thought maybe on a slow day that would have got you, but it wasn't a slow day for yeah, the facts.
1: Th- that would have got me, but you've had some good ones. So okay, how about this one, We don't need one, to Dave? get to the,
0: the nitty-gritty. How about this one? There are volcano sharks. Hmm That I'm interested in right. interesting fact nice Dave in an, you know me
1: I love my sharks in an
0: active underwater volcano called Kavachi, mm-hmm. which is near the Solomon mm-hmm. Islands, researchers mm-hmm. filmed both scalloped hammerheads and silky sharks swimming in the waters in the crater of this underwater volcano. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. And divers knew they wouldn't actually be able to dive with them because of how hot and acidic the conditions are. They'd literally be killed right. almost instantly. But these sharks were swimming, just could handle, just it. hauling around. Yeah, volcano Man. sharks, Dave. They don't know how like how hot they can handle, how hot of temperatures they can handle, nope. how low of a pH right. they don't have any idea. But it's crazy crazy Dave that
1: shark skins tougher than we thought
0: apparently yes! apparently all right Dave Man. I I think this one this one would get me but that I'm just being biased there's something that autistic people past presidents of the United States and me all have in common Dave hmm all right let's hear it. Interesting fact Dave, since since Ronald Reagan Four out of the six presidents Have been left-handed So true Even though left-handers only make I'm up I'm in
1: that group too
0: There we go, Dave There we go Let's go and We're
1: smarter than the rest of these idiots So, Reagan, Wait, what?
0: Bush Sr., Bill Clinton, Barack Obama All left-handed
1: And you said autistic
0: people are Also, 65% of autistic people are left-handed Yes, Interesting. Even though we're only ten percent of the population, Dave. There you go. That's right. There you go. Something special that we all have in common. There it is. There it <laughs> is. Last one, Dave. Last interesting pointer. Who cares, Dave? Each tooth is worth three dollars and seventy cents. Hmm. <laughs> who the... Oh, <laughs> saw my teeth. Come on, it was come pretty on, good, man. man. I got a. I got. I had two other facts about. Uh, teeth, but I decided not to get into the, you know, the details. I felt like I've given enough people dental hygiene stuff for the last, the last us like at least a year and a half or so. Yes!
1: Uh, I know, we needed to skip it. Stay away. <laughs> okay,
0: Dave, before we go to break, I wanted to do one more rip from the headlines that I didn't get to. Really enjoyed this one, too. Pretty weird. So, this story is from eagletribune.com in Massachusetts. Um... Mm-hmm. Dave, there are many places that you should be sober in this world of ours. Am I right? You know? Sure. Two yeah, of the definitely. most important places that I would argue you need to be sober in, school and driving. Church. Those nope, too. Those would be my two. School and driving. Uh, the man in the next story was sober for neither of these two places. Oh, um, oh man. So folks at uh, Spofford Pond School in Boxer, Mass., They were planning on having a lesson in the Revolutionary War, Dave. That's right. And in fact, Mm -hmm. the sixth grade class at Boxford Mass uh, was even going to have a lesson from Dennis Cormier who was going to show up in full regalia of the Revolutionary War. He was a reenactor, Dave, and he was going to show up in Revolutionary War gear, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Took Dennis a little time to show up. He was 30 minutes late for his appointment. Mm. And uh, principal noticed something a little slightly off with Dennis, so she called the police. Uh, police chief James Ritter showed up, asked Dennis if he'd had anything to drink, to which Dennis replied, Nope, only coffee, sir. Mm. Right? So that, mm. at, at that time that Dennis put his hand into his pocket, And the police officer asked him what he was holding in his pocket, and he pulled out an airplane bottle of sea ice vodka. (laughs) Of course, of course, the police then ask, uh, "Hey, we're gonna have to do a breathalyzer. Are you cool with that?" Which Dennis blew a .205. Wow! Oh, that's pretty impressive. Over two and a half times the legal limit at nine in the morning. Nice. They uh, looked in his car, and in his car they could see clearly another fifth of vodka and a tall Budweiser can plain in view. Hmm. Uh, Goodness gracious. When they asked the faculty what he had said when they showed up uh, that morning, he said, quote, Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm late. I was stuck in traffic. Yikes. After Dennis was arraigned, he was released on his own reconnaissance. This is what belief chief Ritter said. Quote, he was a gentleman the whole time. Wait, what? And it's an unfortunate situation. I hope he works it out and gets the help he needs. Word. I've got to say, yeah,
1: gentleman, but he's got—he's a freaking idiot. Well,
0: th- exactly. Th- 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 thank you, Dave. I mean, I got to say, the police chief is given a guy who lied to them about being drunk, was two and a half times over the limit, legal limit, and drove to a school drunk. Hmm. Seems like a little bit of a courtesy pass there, you know? Yes. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. just because he was a gentleman doesn't change the other stuff. I mean, they never pulled that card in a murder case. They weren't like, well, he lied to us about killing the person, and he did murder the person, but you know? He was a gentleman the whole time, so thank you. Gotta give him that. I mean, he's yeah. he's no Jose that was cleaning dentist utensils, alright? Nope. This guy this guy <laughs> was courteous. I was was courteous, I get it, but come on. And before you go like, oh, come on, Ben, that's a bit of high hyperbole there. Like, every thirty-nine minutes a person gets killed by a drunk driver in the US. That's a real stat, Dave. Thirty-nine minutes. That's a fact. Every thirty-nine minutes. Oh, that is awful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying the chief shouldn't have, have led with the gentleman statement. I mean, you know? Nope. You know? I mean, where's that yeah. Where's that leniency in another substance abuse situation? You don't see that if it's crack, nope. right? Just because it's a different <laughs> substance doesn't now mean you're... it's any different, you know? Bias substances. Exactly, Dave. Exactly. Anyways, we are going to take another break. We are going to hear from our guest of Honor, Southern Avenue. We will be right back on the Doc G Show. Welcome back to the show today, everybody. Today, we are joined by a talented musician, Grammy-nominated musician and guitarist for Southern Avenue, Mr. Ori Neftali. Ori, how's it going?
4: Good, good. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: Yes, yes. So, um, listeners that don't know, um, you were born in Israel, and I heard uh, you grew up listening to your dad's albums. He had a lot of British rock, blues, yeah. jazz. Uh, I was curious. What what album do you remember? a Specific album that really sparked you to say, "This is what I want to do. This is who I want to be." As a as a rock star myself. Hmm. <laughs>
4: um. You know, there's there's a there's a lot of them, but when uh, there's two that kind of jumps out is uh, the first one would be Muddy Waters Fathers and Sons nice um, is you know those two kind of hands touching each other yeah um, that, that one I definitely um, listen to a lot and um, I think ZZ Top the Gueldo nice uh, is another one that I just really I ruined those meetings so quickly <laughs> um, just scratched out of them uh those two are just and a lot of other stuff but those two have been i mean since I mean, i'm talking about being in second third fourth fifth grade yeah these two are the ones that kind of like i really listen to a lot and i really like it so
0: did your did your dad yeah. get mad at you for scratching the albums hmm. yeah
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but but you know I told him hey there's internet now I can just download everything
0: don't worry I got you <laughs> you know so it's okay uh, my brother used to do the same thing I used to scratch CDs he'd get so mad at me man I it was, it was always I was always stealing a CDs and listening to them he'd get so mad yes! um, so yeah, yeah. I saw that you started playing uh, guitar around five years old uh, was that was that your decision or did your parents uh, you know say like hey you're going to start taking lessons.
4: It was my parents, for sure. Um, But, uh, I mean, even though I kind of uh, wasn't um, totally into it when I was, again, first, second, third grade, I wasn't really aware of what's happening. But quickly, once middle school, got into middle school, and I found out there's other people... That play instruments in my school, then I quickly thought, "Oh, I'm actually pretty cool," <laughs> uh, and uh, and then it kind of uh, you know, and so then it became something that I really wanted, you know. Yeah, never hated it or anything. It just became, came from me around probably seventh, eighth grade is when I really embraced it.
0: Nice, nice. So you ended up actually going uh, to college for music. In Israel, and uh, after yeah. you know, after going there, you started playing and recording with musicians. But I saw that you were at the same time you had a day job at that time. Still, uh, you were Microsoft oh, Systems yeah. Engineer. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna go out yeah. on a limb and guess you weren't crazy about that day job as an engineer.
4: Uh, um. You know, the funny thing is that I always, always um, on a computer and then with my guitar in hand. Like I would sit on the computer with my guitar and then yeah. when I was sick of playing, I would put it aside and be on the computer. And <laughs> it was always, I was just in my music room all day. So the being like a system engineer, taking care of servers and working, and I love working with people. I, uh, so it was kind of, I didn't hate it. But I felt very quickly uh, when I was twenty. Was like, okay, well, I got a good job. I got a car from the job. I got two laptops. I got two phones. <laughs> I'm making more than uh, my mom, and you know, which is a nurse. She, you know, so I was like, is this w- what I want to do for the rest of my life? Yeah, you know, because I have it right now. Hmm. Um, and I realized that no, like this is not what. If, if t- tomorrow would be my last day on earth. Then I'm gonna regret not being a full-time musician and really going for my dreams. Nice. Um, so actually, you know, it's not like I hated it; I loved it. But it was, but it, but um, it wasn't something I, I realized that it's not something I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, nice. You know, but it was good because when you're a young musician then you gotta have, you gotta make money in order yeah. to be a musician. You can't just. Yes! you know uh, it, it doesn't work like that so
0: definitely especially in israel definitely good supplemental yeah. uh uh paycheck there yeah. that's for sure
4: but quickly i was i mean quickly once i i left that job i i started teaching guitar and and um i just became a teacher nice. for years before i moved out to memphis and so it, i kind of replaced that with being a guitar teacher which was a lot of fun
0: yeah yeah, definitely. Well, speaking of that move, uh, that was around the time, a little, a little bit after you guys released uh, the album "Happy for Good," your your original band there, uh, and it was a pretty yeah. big, uh, pretty pretty big success around the around the world there. Yeah. And uh, you decided to move to Memphis in two thousand thirteen. Uh, what what was sort of the catalyst for you to decide I should probably move to Memphis to keep this career this music career going? Hmm. Well, I was touring
4: in Europe with my band, um, and then while we were in, in the Netherlands, uh, I saw um, an invitation to represent Israel at the International Blues Challenge in Memphis of Bill Street, and uh, I thought it was very exciting, and I went and and won the local competition and and then came to memphis to represent israel
2: yeah
4: um you know on a on a tourist visa just coming to do the competition and uh did pretty well made contacts made friends that are uh, they're still my friends till this day mm-hmm. and um and then kind of realized that i can book a tour and following uh a few months later we came back for a tour and Few months later, uh, I just uh, came for another tour, and never left. Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, did you ever, uh, you know, before that? I- I'm guessing since it it sounds like it sort of happened just uh, just uh, organically there. I guess you never really thought about leaving Israel, like as a kid. Did you ever see that happening? Hmm. No,
4: never. Yeah. yeah, never, never. I I just uh, United States is very hard to. To come in here and get a visa, it's very hard to to be an immigrant. Yeah, it's very hard to to, and also for a long time. You know, usually they give it to you for a year, and you got to renew it every time. And the, the laws change, and so many Israelis uh, that I know, uh, if, even if they did make it, they ended up uh, not staying because yeah. it wasn't sustainable. Yeah. So. I was never you know i I really lived month by month and kept booking myself to the next you know three or four months ahead and and just somehow with God's help managed to stay until now and nice. so it's you know and things have been going definitely better and better every year, yeah. So uh, I'm definitely lucky and
0: blessed, and nice. um, yeah. Well, so you've uh, you've lived in Memphis, uh, and I'll put uh, lived in quotations because you've basically been touring the whole time that you yeah. <laughs> lived <laughs> in Memphis, but you've been there for seven years, and uh, I feel like over seven years, uh, you've had to have accumulated some good ideas about the food scene in Memphis, so true. and I always love to ask my, my guests, Uh, if i was coming to their city where would you recommend i eat so if i were coming to memphis and i've got one meal in memphis where would you tell me i should go eat
4: well there's a very good mediterranean uh restaurant oh Uh, that's that's the funny thing is it's like i i like barbecue but i'm not i don't eat pork yeah uh just i just don't like it and then like it's it's so it's like it's funny for me whenever wherever I go I look from the Mediterranean <laughs> Arabic, Middle Eastern restaurants go to have my to hummus and yeah. and have my shawarma you know uh, <laughs> so it's it's funny you know there's if you want barbecue I think that uh, Central barbecue would be where you want to go and <laughs> um, and there's uh, eating on Bill Street for example a Ramboogie. Yeah. Um or uh, or or blue City Hall, like those type eating on Bill Street is a good experience. Yeah. Uh, as well. Maybe a bit more touristy, but that's okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta experience uh, it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Memphis is. If you don't like, I always tell people, if you don't like food, if if you're not a fan of food and of music, you have nothing
0: to do in Memphis. I don't. I don't know if you're a human if you don't like music and food. Nope. That's that's two of the most essential <laughs> yeah. things there the, to be human. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, yep. So so back to the band there. Uh, lead singer Tyranny uh, of Southern Avenue. When was it that you met her, and uh, how how did you decide or convince her to be part of the band? What was the process of her sort of joining the band? Mm. Well, we, um,
4: while I was touring with my solo band, I just decided to change things up. And I asked uh, a friend of mine who is the best singer in Memphis uh, that writes music. And he connected me with Tyranny. And immediately uh, I thought she would be a, an amazing fit to what I do. And when I met her, she introduced me to her sister who plays drums. Both of them kind of joined my band and a few months later, um, I had this epiphany that we need to uh, be partners and start a new band together and not just play under my solo band.
2: Yeah, nice. And kind
4: of come up with, with just be partners and we were already writing together and scrapped most of what I was doing before anyway. Yeah. So uh, it just made sense, and then Southern Avenue kind of started.
0: Nice, nice. She's she got so much energy, man. She it seems like she can't stay still on the stage. <laughs> like as soon as no, as, she, as soon as the yeah. music hits, she just starts jumping and dancing around, man. It's 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 infectious. The the energy she has.
4: Yeah, it's it's infectious for us too <laughs> on stage.
0: Now. Um, I, I feel like you know you, you mentioned uh, her sister TK is is the drummer for uh, Southern Avenue, and I feel like as many shows as you guys do, I feel like they've got to get on each other's nerves eventually. Like, are there ever sister arguments on the road, or are they just hmm. great together? And never no, you know, you no, know,
4: they're they're very they they have a they have a big family. Uh, they have like seven siblings, so. Wow and the age difference between Tyranny and TK is about 6 years TK is younger than Tyranny so there's no really they don't really kind of bum heads you say or have any arguments wow. they're they're yeah, but generally in the band we're very very good with that um, we know we, we know how to respect each other's space and uh, even when we don't agree with something and we can be very passionate about it But but it's not something we don't disrespect each other. Yeah. um, When we communicate, so it's like whenever you don't feel disrespected, then then things start to go bad. But but when you feel respected, but still not agreed with, then that's like that's okay. Yeah. Um, So this is kind of how we are, and we never really talked about it. It's just who we are as people.
0: Nice. We we you know we never had
4: any problems. In four years,
0: nice. Not well. That's <laughs> that's that's definitely an accomplishment for a band. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, something I find unique about tyranny and, and TK is sort of their a, exposure to music um, throughout their life. Because and and it's it's sort of the same. I was having a conversation with a band from Nashville, uh, Goodbye June, that has sort of, two of their members have sort of the similar thing, is that uh, TK and Tierney weren't really exposed to, you know, colloquial music, rock and blues. Basically, anything that was non-gospel, they didn't really see until an older age. Um, Do you think that's been helpful to, like, their sort of music-creating process? And do you think it adds to sort of the uniqueness that you have with uh, Southern Avenue?
4: Yeah, I think it, it definitely adds a unique angle, but on the other hand, it's um, it's just, the, you know, when they play at church and, and the, the, the level of musicianship is so high um, that in a lot of ways they've done things that me or people in the band that didn't really go, I mean, just me and the bass player, um you know have that experience. I mean it's still something that it all balances out, you know. Yeah. Uh they know a lot of music that I don't know. Uh some of it I like, some of it I don't, you know, <laughs> and uh the same goes with them. They don't I mean Tierney doesn't really she didn't know who Mighty Waters was up <laughs> until we met.
2: Which is she impressive. knew who <laughs> BD King
4: was. You know? But yeah, I mean You know, Baby King is a staple in Memphis, so she knows who he is. But, like, a lot of basic, like Led Zeppelin, you know, like, they didn't know who Led Zeppelin was. Wow. Um, They didn't know basic things. But on the other hand, she she knew a lot of artists and musicians that I never heard about that are just as good and accomplished. And I was like, oh, how how did I never hear about that, you know, Mm -hmm. group or, or that artist? So... It's really a very balanced, it's cool, you know, yeah. it's very cool.
0: Well, well speaking on, on on that, since you guys, you do have this real sort of unique blend, um, who would you say is sort of the, the most, the biggest common influence between all of you? Who can you like really agree on that you all sort of gather inspiration from now? Maybe it's somebody that they learned about or maybe it's somebody that you guys have all listened to growing up yeah mm. oh well, there's a lot of them i mean james brown Aretha franklin uh, uh
4: I mean there's so many there's a lot of artists that we both that all all five of us really really like yeah. uh, jazz um a lot of jazz musicians um you know um so there there is a lot of common ground and it and we're all on the same page but what is the big difference between how we sound when we solo? Yeah, um, and between how we write songs yeah. and what songs we write. Like, it all comes down to the writing at the at the end. Is like, what do we, how do we write? What do we write? How does it sound? What kind of genre it is? And that's where you see a lot of different uh, genres. Yeah, um, that we write. It's it's like our list. I keep on has it's it's just not it's not just one shade of blue it's like different shades of blue and and it really that's what I really like is that we we end up writing different songs with different influences and we're not stuck on the same kind of thing where a lot of bands um they do have a problem with is that they're always all their songs sound the same yeah um uh, and not, not 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 that it's bad or anything but it's just an issue that, that, that any writer handles you know if it would be just me writing then we would be in the same situation yeah but because we all write and because me and Tierney do a lot of the writing and and TK helps t- and it just brings out a lot of different shades of, of blue like uh, that's how i like to say it
0: definitely <laughs> definitely well i mean you can see those on, on on your two albums so far as far as the different uh songwriting techniques and approaches and uh your first album was uh, self-titled, uh, Southern Avenue, yeah. released in 2017. And it was a really popular, good album. I think one of my favorite songs on the album is the last track, Peace Will Come, um, which yeah. I, I heard you talk about uh, before. And you said, you know, you wrote that years ago, actually, about when you when you were in Israel. Um, but then you, yeah. when you joined... Uh, Southern Avenue. When you created Southern Avenue, you sort of reworked the words, or tyranny reworked the words yeah. for her take on it. Talk a little bit about the the creation of that song and uh, how it changed shape.
4: Oh well, it's just like you said. We, I mean, I wrote uh, the, I wrote the song completely, like, uh, and then when uh, when I realized that my lyrics, I always realized that my lyrics are not the English is not as good yeah uh unless it's don't give up which is pretty basic <laughs> but like when but peace will come felt i felt like it's not on the same level that that i want it to be and and then i asked her to rewrite the lyrics and mm-hmm. she changed it up a bit and added uh um a few different verses and and then it kind of became instead of like peace between people and countries and instead of uh peace between whatever it is that the problems we have in america yeah it became peace within ourselves and finding the peace with really like with yourself yeah. before you do anything else and then you achieve real peace if you're in peace with yourself then then everything you know gets a lot better yeah um and then you can find peace
0: between people nice nice i i, I found it uh, you know I found the journey very impressive of it switching meanings in between but still translating and people finding their own meaning in the song. Yes! Um yeah. Now now Thank the you. newest album Keep On came out about 9 months ago. Um what, what was uh, the process like going into that second album after having a, a pretty successful first album? Did you guys just sort of approach it the same way or was there anything different that you looked at when you, you went into the second album?
4: Um, it, it definitely was a bit different because we were already writing for a long time for that album. Mm-hmm. Uh, we you know, rode in the van on tour, uh, at festivals, backstage we just really tried to write as much as we can so when we got to the recording and arranging and everything then it was definitely from a more mature way yeah um we took uh, you know a few other directions as far as where the sto- songs start from uh writing wise and um you know but it feel it still feels very the same i feel like there's uh Every song on the new album has something that correlates to the first album, Yeah, Um, like the same kind of uh, vibe and uh, it's just, you know, produced uh, with more time to produce it, more time to overdub parts, more time to... The first album was very indie kind of thing where we recorded the first five songs. Uh, with our own budget uh, before we got signed and then when we got signed to Stacks and Concord we kind of um remixed them and added five more so it was a more indie kind of thing. The second album was when we had time to think about it and um not a lot of time to record it because we were on tour and always on tour, but we had more time and it's a bit more mature yeah with the, the way that the songs are arranged and and everything so yeah
0: well people definitely notice because it was it was nominated for the best contemporary blues album uh this past this uh this this past grammy uh year in 2020 Uh, what did it mean for you guys to get nominated for a grammy
4: uh it was amazing we never thought that it's gonna happen i forgot that we even submitted um (laughs) i just wasn't ready for it, and it's a huge honor and uh, be, be appreciated by our peers, by fellow musicians, and and uh, you know, people in the industry. So it wasn't, it's an amazing feeling. Just being nominated yeah. is enough. Uh, we don't really, you know, uh, a lot of artists, Taj Mahal was nominated 14 times before yeah. he got, he got a, a win. So many other artists never even got nominated that are that are, I'm a fan of, yeah. So I'm I'm just very, we're all feeling very blessed.
0: Nice, nice. Well, I noticed something interesting actually about uh, your albums. I was looking at Spotify, and uh, and I was I was going through you know just sort of the the information about Southern Avenue, and I looked at the uh, listeners and where listeners uh, most of the listens were coming from, and I noticed the top four locations. For Southern Avenue listeners in the world, were Australia and New Zealand based. Um, aside, yeah. aside from your music being great, like, what do you think the reason is that you have such a strong following in Australia and New Zealand? We
4: toured there um, almost two years ago. Yeah, um, and and so that helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I just think that uh, you know I, I think that it's really a matter of, of uh, luck or just a coincidence <laughs> or like it's it's uh, because our music does we don't write about the sun and the moon and the forest and the wind and yeah. you know we write about real life issues um and i think that it it translates to to everybody i mean we have a lot of also listeners from brazil yeah uh which was interesting you know i don't know what it is uh you know it's um uh, but again, because we're very, I still consider us very young with with the group. I mean, yeah, our debut album was released three years ago. Yeah, it's it's not like uh, we've been around for for ten years and now we're getting traction and everything. We're really just getting started. Yeah, in a lot of ways. So, so it's it's really you know, it's just people kind
0: of just discovering it. And yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. Well, something else that happened last year, aside from you guys releasing the album, uh, you and Tierney got married actually, and I noticed uh, you proposed yeah. on tour in Colorado. Uh, did she? Did she see it coming, or was it a complete shock?
4: No, no, <laughs> she did not see that coming, and we hate uh, we we hate kind of mixing work with with personal stuff. So. Yeah she and she knows how hard i am about that so she was never really expecting that oh to so happen. you broke your own uh, rule yeah <laughs> because you know i mean both of us really care about our careers we've worked all of our lives yeah for this moment and we sacrifice so much and and like we we're not interested in in having basically anything getting in the way yeah. so because both of us are really like that, that Really makes, uh, you know, we really have, we don't really need to talk about it. It's just, we're very easy. Uh, and, and we've been best friends for like three years before yeah. anything kind of moved forward yeah. between us. So, like, we, you know, it's funny, I've never had a, I always went on dates with women that I was interested in. Yeah. Well, not a lot, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but whenever I did, so, like, it almost started like that. The first, this is the first time in, and the last time in my life that I actually was best friends with, with with somebody for so long. Nice. And went, you know, traveled the entire world with with, yeah. with the person, and and then it got upgraded. It's yeah. just a lot <laughs> different than starting off with with mutual interest, romantical interest, and and then trying to impress each other, you know, and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's just. Awesome and uh, and yeah.
0: I was about to say, but we, you guys we're trying to. You got a good test run, you know, going on tour. Yeah, I mean, if, if you guys can can like each other that much for that long, being together for that long, then uh, it's a good test run for being married for sure. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> yeah. No, we're we're not trying to let it. Uh, we, we're trying to separate and and uh, you know, we don't want to be a couple band. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, we're all. We're, but it's cool. It's
0: going great, and uh, it's going to stay great. Great, great. Well, last year, too, one of the things I noticed, uh, we just recently had Bishop Gunn on the on the show, and uh, they, they stopped by the uh, studio, and they told us about yeah. their crawfish festival uh, that they had yeah. in, in Natchez, Mississippi there, and they, they told us that you were on uh, the bill there. Um, I heard it yeah. was a rainy one there. Was it was it really yeah. rainy during your performance?
4: Yeah, it was rainy,
0: lightning. But those guys, man, they're rock stars, man. I love them. <laughs> they they are an they're enjoyable great. group. Did you uh did you try any crawfish while you were there? No, I'm not a big fish guy. I just like chicken. <laughs> oh, and they didn't yeah. have any chicken for you?
4: No, they did. <laughs> but it was nothing, you know. It wasn't the chicken festival.
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, ironically, I noticed this year you guys actually have another crawfish festival. So I, I'm, I'm guessing, yeah, you, you won't compare the crawfish between the two festivals. But I, I not I, me, not me. <laughs> I noticed this one's in New Jersey, and I, I didn't know, I didn't know New Jersey had crawfish festivals. But apparently, it's been going on for 31 yeah. years, and a lot of, a lot of big names on it there. Yeah. Um, 100%, yeah. Well, aside from the Crawfish Festivals, what else uh, do you want to accomplish with Southern Avenue this this year? What's on the docket for 2020 that you want to see happen?
4: Yeah. Um, well, we have a lot of European dates. Uh, five or six different tours that were, we're going out there this year, and uh, we just came back from a tour with Tedeschi Trucks and Galactic and yeah. North Mississippi All-Stars and it's really about just staying consistent and and right for the next album nice um and just you know yeah just consistency nice just uh be healthy stay healthy and and uh you know visit new countries and new cities and um it's been uh it's been great so far and i'm sure it'll be great coming up you know everything that is coming up
0: let southern avenue take over the world I like it I like it God bless (laughs) Uh, Ori we are up against a break man but I want to thank you for taking the time to come on our show it's been a pleasure
4: right. thank you so much for having me
0: yeah listeners make sure to check out both Southern Avenue albums Southern Avenue and Keep On and keep up with all their shows at southernavenuemusic.com you can follow them on Instagram at southernavenuemusic right now let's hear Keep On off of Keep On by Southern Avenue right here on the Doc G Show G a show. You just heard Southern Avenue. Yes indeed. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes indeed, man. Ori. Laying it down hot. Hot on the guitar. Super hot. Say what? I was surprised, Dave. I was surprised that he said he preferred Mediterranean food. Well, I guess not surprised, but I mean, oh, you yeah. know.
1: He's comfortable with it. He grew up on it.
0: When you're killing, when you're killing the game in Memphis with all the other food, man. Yes! I'll tell mm-hmm. you now there's a place Dave that I forgot the name of it in oh. Memphis. I gotta mm-hmm. go back and look at it, but it was on uh, diners drive-ins and dives, right and they yeah. they've got they've got fried chicken that they dip in a hot tangy spicy sauce like completely dip Ooh. the whole fried chicken Why? in it.
1: Why are you doing this to me
0: right now? Oh man, my that God! Good. Yeah, I know. You're ready to <laughs> drive to Memphis, right? We're gonna I drive am. to Memphis. It's gonna happen. Yes! Oh man, I got a child. I'll, I'll find it. Follow up, Dave. Next week, I'll tell you about it. But anyways. Issue. Back to Southern Avenue. Thanks for those guys coming on. Real yeah, cool man. story so about much. A Peace Will Come. That was a dope uh, dope song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dope approach. Mm-hmm. I like how he wrote it about something completely different and then gave it to Tyranny. The and she's worked like, around. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, this is what I see about it. That was, that was cool. Very cool. Um, thanks for coming on the show, guys. Uh, check out their albums. Fantastic. Dave. Do it. It is time for our last birthday suit. Are you ready? Sweet. Yes sir, let's do it. Okay, fantastic. Here we go. Another one that you can get. This one will be easy too. Not your wheelhouse, okay. but it'll be easy. Born on okay. March 11th, 1971 in Knoxville, Virgi- or Virginia, Tennessee, Knoxville, <laughs> Tennessee, with the name Philip John Clapp. His father was a car salesman. His mother was a Sunday school teacher. In 1989, our birthday Sue Ware graduated from high school and he moved to California to become an actor. For a long time, he was just in commercials and an extra on film sets. But he started Mm -hmm. to develop an idea for a TV show... When he had the idea of video testing self uh, uh, self defense equipment on himself, mm. our birthday mm-hmm. suit wear, Jeff Tremaine and Spike Jones started selling the idea to different TV channels, and MTV agreed to take the show. They titled mm-hmm. it Jackass, <laughs> and it aired for three seasons. After the popularity of Jackass, <laughs> our birthday suit wear was in. Lots of films, including Walking Tall, The Dukes of Hazzard, Men in Black 2, The Ringer, A Dirty Shame, Big Trouble, and Johnny the Johnny last... Knoxville. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville is correct. Yes, I had to make indeed. Sure. I don't remember the
1: other guy's name, and I was like, is he talking about that guy?
0: <laughs> Which other guy are you thinking about? Steve-O? Is it... Pontius? Yeah. Chris well, Pontius? Well, the
1: guy, that, the guy that had the long hair, was it Chris? Yeah, yeah, Chris yeah. Chris Pontius, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That's correct. No, no, this is Johnny Knoxville from Knoxville, Tennessee. That's why he's Johnny Knoxville, Uh, of course. That's why he changed his name to Knoxville. Actually, I think it was a nickname, and then eventually it just sort of stuck. Um, Stuck, yeah. But yes, three seasons on Jack... Very popular show. Um, And, of course, there is apparently a new Jack... Jeez. Coming out in 2021. Can you believe it? A new one. Fourth... In the series of movies, a new one. I was like, really? Uh, man,
1: I love watching them. Man, it's uh, it's crazy what these guys will put themselves through. Oh,
0: it's funny, man. It's funny. Sometimes though, like the time that uh, Bam broke down and started crying about uh about the snakes. I just felt bad for him. I was just like, hey, just yeah. let him go. That's bad. Just let him go. He's he's having yeah. literally some cut, kind of crazy it. nervous. Uh, Uh, panic attack. This isn't good. This isn't good. But anyways, Johnny Knoxville turning the, what did I say, 71? So 49. (laughs) 49. Yeah. Goodness gracious. You know... I mean, you can see the age in the sunlight, but I got to say for taking as much beatings as he has, he looks yeah, pretty you'd good. I think that would wear and tear on your appearance. <laughs> looks pretty good for 49, Johnny Knoxville. Nice. Yeah, that's true. Nice. That's true. Happy birthday, Johnny. Happy birthday.
1: Happy birthday, buddy.
0: Guys, I'm very excited. Next week, I can't wait. We have none other than the fantastic red jumpsuit apparatus on the show. Oh, my,
1: Bob. Not only are they
0: on the show, but they are coming to the studio. We are going to have the band in the studio. We are going to have a very long interview, very good interview, talk about their whole career, talk about all kinds of different stuff, different influences. I'm very excited about this, Dave. I'm going to ask Ronnie... A split, Mm -hmm. I've decided. As you remember, we had uh, Ronnie's wife on the show, Defoe, Mm -hmm. uh, back in December. And I'm going to ask him a split. Split of what he remembers meeting Defoe with. I can't wait. Mm. It's going to be a good time. Mm. So we're going to get to see. You can go back and listen to the December and be like, okay, this is what she remembers. And then you're going to get to listen to this coming week what he remembers. Both sides of it. Are I like are it. are they the same? Are the same memory or not? I'm very excited about doing man, that. Actually, I like that experiment. Yeah, man, we're gonna do some. We're gonna do some random questions. I'm excited about asking them random questions as well. We're gonna throw those in at the beginning, but it's gonna be a good time. Josh, John, Always, Ronnie, dude. they're gonna be there. It's gonna be a good time, and and the whole thing video it's gonna be on the website so you can check it out so true that's right nice. that's right you can check it out but until then dave we're gonna have to wrap it up for this week i have been your host doc g with me as always dave burls berlin wash your hands people oh nice public public safety message dave i like it yeah just cover your it. coughs wash your hands Try not to make Tap his Make as little uh, hand contact with other people. Keep a nice distance or radius, safe radius.
1: He's a doctor, listen to him.
0: Nope. If you're if you're feeling symptoms, stay away from Stare. other people. <laughs> stay away right. from other people. But until next time, guys, you know what? Keep it light, keep it happy. Yes! All right? Keep it fun. Keep it on the Doc G Show, all right? Yes! We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Until then, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah.